take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to the book of Colossians. The epistle to the Colossians from the Apostle Paul, and we've been working our way through this, uh, studying our way through this letter. Tonight we come to verses 15, 16, and 17 in chapter 3. In chapter 3, we've been looking at some uh, very important things for the Christian to do. Actions of the Christians. Remember that back in verse 2 of chapter 3, the scripture says we are to set our mind on things above. The action that must be taken is for us to focus in and, and see uh, that we live in a way that shows that we are heavenly minded. Verse 5 says we are to put to death. These are action statements. These are things given to us to do. And they have to be deliberate, decided, uh, and they have to be ordered in that way. Verse 8 tells us to put off some things. And then in, in, um, in verse 12, we are to put on some things. So here we, here we are. We've got something to set our mind on, something to put to death, something to put off, something to put on. And then when we get to verse 15, it, it changes. And there's another action word in there, and that's the word let. Let. The word let means to allow or to permit. To make it possible through a specific action or the lack of specific action for something to happen. To allow it to happen. To permit it to happen. So when we're talking about these things tonight, this is things that we uh, must allow God to do in us. To let God have His way with us. So as we study these, these, uh, these things, these three things that we're going to look at in these verses, have the mindset of this is what I need to turn over to God and let Him do in my life. Because when we are uh, living out our life, God will not intrude where He is not wanted. He will give you the uh, consequences of bad actions, and He will give you the rewards for good action, but He will only do what you allow Him to do in your life. So let's read our three verses tonight because we're talking about the Christian allowance. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. The Christian allowance. Let's pray together this evening. God, as we bow before You and we partake of this Word, Father, open it up to us. Help us to understand it. It's something that we need to turn over to You. That we need to die to ourself in and allow You to work in and through us what you desire. So Father, help us to understand these things we must allow you to do in our hearts. We love you, Lord, 
and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Letting some things happen in your life. Letting some things be turned over to the Lord. I know sometimes it's hard to turn loose of the controls, to let go of the wheel or, or however you want to say that. But when we're talking about allowing God to work in our life, you see what it, what it is is God has His master plan. God has a better way for us to do it. And for us to steer away from God's path means that we are uh, causing harm to ourselves when we don't allow God to steer us. So these three things uh, tonight we're going to be looking at. Verse 15, first it begins with, and let the peace of God rule. So let peace rule. Now, this seems kind of unsettling, maybe uh, uncommon to us. Why should we um, have to have somebody else to come in and bring peace? Well, first of all, we can't have peace outside of the peace of God. We may have a little bit of settled mind or a little bit of settled this or that in our life, but you can't understand the peace of God without God coming in and taking over. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That, it also kind of brings with it the idea that God wants to, for you to have that peace. God brings it, he, allow, he brings it and says, this is what I want for you, so let it happen in your life. Turn loose of all the things that don't give you peace and allow God's peace to overflow. You know the passage of Scripture that says, uh, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You see, we can't fully understand the peace of God until we allow Him to come in and rule in our life. Whatever situation it may be, it may, all things are really out of our control anyway, and we are only able to do a few things at a moment right in front of us, but it's hard for us to let go and, and allow God to control those things. But He says, that's the only path to peace. When you let Him, when you allow Him, when you permit Him to take over and have that part of you that He wants to have, uh, so that you can have that peace. It's what we are called to. Look at the second phrase there. It says, uh, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. He says, this is what we are called to. We are called to let God have His way in and through us so that He will give us the peace that we need, that we have to have. And lastly, he says, you know, it's a blessing for us. Be thankful. Whenever we turn loose and let God have His way with us, when we, we allow Him to, to come into our heart and life, and whenever we give Him control of the things that we, we want to be in, in control of, you see, what happens is we get a release. We, we, what we get is the, the burdens lifted. And then we realize, wow, how crushing were those things. And we can feel the relief of that taken off of us and it gives us that peace and what a blessing that peace is and we don't realize how hard it is to carry those burdens until we let them go and the lightness that we feel afterwards we realize how it was holding us down holding us back 
all of the worries, all the stresses of life that we can't do anything about anyway. God says, let me have those things so that you can have peace about those things. You realize that whatever happens, God is allowing to happen in our life for reasons. We may not like it and we may not understand it, but God allows it in our life in order to either teach us something or develop us in some way that He wants us to have. And understanding life with that mindset is, is an opportunity to just allow God to be God and have that peace that, in knowing that it was supposed to happen that way. I couldn't have done anything about it or I couldn't have prevented it. It happened that way because God ordered it that way and that gives peace. It may not bring understanding, but there's that song that says we will understand it better by and by. We, we will understand God's plan for us a little further along. First of all, tonight, let peace rule in your life. In verse 16, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So let the word dwell. Let the word dwell with you. Now, this is, this is something that we've got to work at as, a, a, uh, as Christians. It is a deliberate action for us to do to learn and spend time in God's Word. It's not going to come naturally for us to sit down and take time out from all the other things of the world that's going on and study God's Word. As a matter of fact, it's, it's a heavy struggle to do that. But when we establish the habit of studying God's Word, it becomes easier, but we still have to be on guard and protect that time with God because when we spend time in His Word, we are allowing God to move into us His Word, uh, His under, the understanding of His Word and the better understanding of what He desires for us to do. So He wants the Word of God to rule in us or dwell in us richly and I was looking at that word richly for a moment and and I was I was trying to kind of get an idea of maybe what the author was intending in that and I was this is what came to my mind abundantly overflowing and plentiful and I was equating it like this okay let's just just say um, let's just say you've got more money than you could ever spend and I know is there anybody like that this, this evening first of all but, but just, just imagine that you've got more money than you can spend and you are using that money to glorify God with. So somebody, you see somebody in need, you go and help them. You see something that needs to be done or taken care of, you go do it and take care of it. And there's that overflow of the things of your life that are passed on to other people. And that, in, in the richly uh, mindset, You've got more than you need, so you're passing it on to somebody else. Now, riches. Now, the Word of God, when you get it in you, it should be spilling out of you. and it, Because we get it, God gives it liberally, and so He wants us to overflow with His Word. So we abundantly... We, we gather in God's Word abundantly and it pours out of us abundantly and we are able to let it overflow so that others will have, have it in plentiful amounts as well. 
We are to allow the Word to dwell in us so that it boils over and we are able to teach and admonish and sing songs together about the Word of God. Do you realize that each one of us should be a teacher? We were studying this, I believe it was in the, the men's Bible study uh, last Sunday night, and we were talking about uh, how long it should take to mature a Christian. And there are some out there that says, you know, according to the, the New Testament scriptures, the way that they were expecting them to be mature in just a few years. Let's just say within five years from being saved, they needed to be progressed to, to the point to where they could be a mature Christian. Learning the things of the Lord. And then able to teach and lead uh, other people into becoming mature as well. I've been a Christian for a long time. I was saved probably when I was 11 years old. I think that's right. So that puts me into my 40-something years of being saved. 45 years, I believe. So am I where I need to be? I have to ask my question uh, that of myself. So, how long has it been since you've been saved? How long has the maturing process taken in your life? And are you continuing in that? And if you're mature, then are you sharing that with others? But the scripture says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You see, whenever we become a Christian, that is just the beginning process of our work with, walk with the Lord. We take in God's Word. We become a mature Christian, and then it's our job to teach and to admonish or, or lead in a Christian fashion. You see, we're supposed to. That's the maturity process. That's why we become mature. It's not because we just grow, grow into a, a, a fully mature Christian and we just stop the, the, it has a purpose God's plan is for us to let him in, let him have his way and then let him use us as he sees fit and the last phrase there it says with grace in your hearts to the Lord Jesus, again the, the verse 15 stopped or, or ended with being thankful and then verse 16 says, do all these things with grace in your heart toward the Lord. Being gracious, understanding that grace comes from God and then we allow grace to work in and through us towards other people. So let, the, let peace rule in your hearts or let peace rule in your life. Let the word dwell with you richly. And in verse 17, let the Lord be praised. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do. In whatever you do, uh, translated in my mind to in everything you do, with no exclusions. Every part of your life needs to belong to the Lord, allowing Him to have control over that area which brings peace for you and also allows you or God to use you into the overflowing of blessing others in whatever you do whether it be 
playing softball, whether it be working, whether it be fishing, whether it be quilting, you fill in the blank. Everything that you do, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, do all to the glory of God. In all things, do everything for God's glory. Everything that you do, seek to bring glory to God through it. And as you work, as you do things, whatever you do, do it as if you were doing it directly for the Lord Jesus. Because remember what he said in the, in the parable. He says, you know, if you have done it to the least of these, you have done it unto me. And so when we are about his business, do it as if he is standing there watching us and that we will immediately get his reaction. Do it as if he were there And give him the glory for it. And then the last part of that is giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let the Lord be praised. Because whatever it is that you're able to do, God gave you the strength, the ability, the wisdom, the knowledge to do. And when we honor and glorify Him through that, it's a blessing for us. An opportunity for praise. An opportunity for thanksgiving. Let peace rule. Allow it to rule. Allow the Word to dwell. And allow the Lord to be praised through you. Everything you do, everything you say, in all things, let's praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we do thank you so much for all that you've given us or allowed us to be a part of. Father, so many times we may forget to just stop and say thank you. But Lord, everything has a purpose. Everything has a reason. So Lord, help us to, to see that. Help us to turn all things over to you and receive the peace that passes all understanding so that Father as we live as we work in anything that we do you will receive the praise from it tonight Father hear our hearts and receive our love we thank you as we enter into an invitation time Father I pray that this evening whatever you desire we will do in, in obedience and love. In Jesus' name, amen.